Hi, this is Carrie Life Art and you are listening to podcast Body is a Temple in this episode. You know, healing is a journey. So healing is not overnight, which I've said many times in this podcast and also really creating a routine for yourself. So it's really important to even write in in your calendar, okay, from, you know, 9 a.m. to 9.30, I'm meditating. From, you know, 3 p.m. to 4 p.m., I'm doing yoga, whether that is just doing a few poses on your mats or doing a full practice. Dedicate that time to yourself. Hi, this is Kari Life Art and you are listening to Body is a Temple, podcast that will motivate and inspire you to live longer and look younger. Enjoy the show. Hi guys, welcome to Body is a Temple podcast again and I have amazing guest today, Gia. Hello everyone, super excited to be here. Yeah, and uh, we are both teaching at the Soulful Festival in Tulum at the end of May. So we want to invite you at the very beginning to this event uh, because it's super amazing three day festival. And I'm going to do a yoga classes. Gia, what do you want to What are you going to do there? <laughs> yes, I'm going to be doing yoga as well. Gentle Vinyasa Flow is the name of my class. And I'm also going to be doing a guided visualization meditation to remove subconscious blockages so super excited yeah i'm also excited about this festival because this is the only place in the world at the moment when this kind of events are taking place and it's a three-day festival full of lots of activities it's uh 20 28 29th and 30 of may in tulum right yes <laughs> yeah it's so exciting um we've been leading up to this for about a few months now having events every Sunday to kind of promote this big festival. So we're all so excited and people from around the world will be coming. So it'll be a great time to connect and network with different communities, just bring everyone together. Yeah, correct. So if you guys hesitating, come here to Tulum and in the show notes of the episode, of course, you're going to find all the links to the festival. Uh, to me, to Gia, but we're going to talk about this more. And I want to start the interview with the question, um, can you tell about yourself? Where are you from? Like literally, how have you, what have you been learning in life? What have you been studying? And what brought you to this place that you are here now in Tulum? <laughs> yes, so my name is Gia. I go by Gia and I'm from Toronto, Canada. I was born and raised there. Um, I'm a yoga meditation teacher. I'm also a dancer, a singer, artist, and I changed my life to be more conscious and more in alignment with my true purpose about, I'd say five years ago now. And um, what have you been doing before? Before, I was a little more focused on, I think, survival. I was a little bit more focused on healing my traumas and a little bit 
just growing and learning and um, I was just going through a lot at a young age so I changed my focus from living through the trauma that I've experienced to now living a more conscious lifestyle through just really being aware and cultivating inner awareness every single day and kind of transmuting negative thought patterns and limiting beliefs into liberation and body empowerment and now my one of my life's purpose is to definitely help others especially younger generations and younger women to go on the same path or a similar path to bettering their lives and liberating themselves through yoga, meditation, living a conscious lifestyle, a vegan lifestyle, and just overall living more healthier and happier. Yeah, that's beautiful. Uh, can you define what does it mean conscious living for you? Yes, yeah, so that is such a broad term like conscious living. Everyone here's this term especially nowadays like consciously okay well like i'm conscious i'm awake you know i'm living my life but a lot of people don't realize that their past traumas um the things that happened to you when you were very young or just like through growing up shape your reality now your thought patterns and your subconscious mind really shape how you react to things how you make decisions and basically what you pursue in life and see your identity. So if we are living on autopilot and we don't really realize the conditionings that society has put on us from a very young age through our school system, through our life, through the way that we are raised through our parents or our culture, we cannot truly live consciously. So when we start to sit behind our thoughts, we start to sit behind our triggers and the things that we may be scared or may bring us an uncomfortable feeling to face, then we can actually start to heal ourselves and become more conscious of how we are acting and how we are living our lives so we can make decisions out of love, out of fulfillment, and not out of fear or worry about consequences or about things that have happened in the past essentially so i think living more consciously is just being conscious of what you're doing in every moment and just really living in the present moment and connecting to yourself and what you really want what you really need um what you're really passionate about and really just following your goals and your ambitions as well the things that truly bring you joy and not thinking that you have to do anything just because someone told you you have to do that thing. So that's more um, about living consciously, I guess, but everyone can have their own opinion or perspective on what conscious living means. For me, it's definitely being conscious of what I eat, what I consume, whether it's media, television, um, Instagram, um, anything that is being um, actively, anything that's like actively conditioning me to think a certain way. So just being conscious of how these things are affecting me. Other people around me as well, because those the people around you are a huge influence on you. And just like what you expose yourself to on a daily basis. And I think that's just how we can live more consciously. It's just 
taking a step back and really feeling into your body and your intuition to know what is right for you and what isn't. Yeah, that's beautiful. I super support this and I agree with everything that you said because like you said, like we are conditioned through information and education. But I even go further and I say like we are indoctrinated actually from the childhood to live in a certain way that we need to have a job, that we need to work, we need to earn money, build a house, buy a car. And I feel even now we are even more conditioned, even even more the younger generation are conditioned to this because of the pandemic, they are more into the virtual world, they are more in their cell phones. And even if we don't have a pandemic, like. This is so popular to see a family and everybody on their phones, you know, so they are, yes, like eating literally those informations and instead of connecting, like make a human connections, they are living in some digital thing and uh, and what it's inside there, there's this is also broad topic, how it's um, this virtual reality is also creating opinions through being exposed to a social media that are designed to control our decisions. <laughs> mm-hmm. And um, with the social media, for me, it's a double-edged sword. So you can use it in your favor, but you can also use it to harm others and yourself with this one. So conscious living like, definitely helps to be more mindful about this one. And you weren't talking about healing trauma. Can you tell what was your biggest success in healing trauma? What are the best tools that you came across? But also something that didn't work and, and something that you were trying but didn't help you, for example. So like both sides, the one that worked and helped you and the one that didn't. Okay, so that's, for me, I feel like it's pretty easy to really talk about that just because I've identified that through my journey. Um, So I would say that when I started to realize that I was going down a bad path and a lot of people around me were toxic and extremely... Define the bad path. (laughs) What is this? Um, The bad path Judgment. (laughs) overconsumption of everything of media polluting my mind and telling me that you know my body wasn't perfect and that led to um, having an eating disorder and body dysmorphia and then also um, friends around me and the pain that I felt was leading me to abuse substance like alcohol and drugs and things like this so when I started to phase out of that um, path I was experiencing a lot of mental things, like mental health issues, you could say, because I didn't really understand what was happening to me. I was going through a detox, mentally, physically, emotionally, spiritually, everything, right? And I was so young. So I guess the bad thing that, and I'm not saying this is for everyone, everyone is so different and unique and has been through different things. So this is just my story. But um, I went to a therapist. Therapists are amazing. I recommend everyone to see a therapist and someone that they don't know um, to bounce their ideas off of them and to also just talk about what they're feeling with someone that doesn't personally know you is super healing and 
I highly recommend that. But the therapist that I was seeing at this young age was someone in a hospital, which essentially was pushing me to take antidepressants and was identifying or sorry, telling me that I was like severely depressed. I had PTSD. I had, um, you know, just all of these things, putting labels on all of these things that I had because I had this trauma, not actually giving me tools to heal it, but suppress it with these antidepressants. So once I started taking the pharmaceutical medication, my life just went through like a downward spiral and everything really got a lot worse for me. I didn't feel like myself. I was abusing substance more. I felt like I was numb. I made my um, eating disorder a lot worse. And this was like three years of kind of going through this cycle of not really understanding who I was anymore because I felt like they were stripping me of my identity through taking these these drugs. And this is just my experience. Um, you need to get to the root of what is happening when you are healing yourself. You can't suppress the trauma. You can't exp- suppress the pain. You can't just cover it up constantly. That's not how you will actually heal your soul, the deep-rooted parts of you. When you think back of when you were a child, a lot of us still hold on to the first time that we ever experienced trauma or rejection as, as early as two years old. We can still hold on to that feeling that the rejection or the trauma made us feel. So if we are 35 still holding on to this trauma, think of how our younger years have influenced us in our older years, our adult self. So it's super important to kind of go back in time and identify when you experience the trauma. And this is also something you could call shadow work, which is something also that for me was deeply, deeply healing and painful. Okay, so healing isn't easy. It doesn't take, it's not an overnight process. So what antidepressants do is they make it very overnight for you. They're just like, okay, well, this is going to be super easy, super fast. You just have to take this pill every day and you're going to feel fine. Just believe it and it will happen and that's it. That's not healing. Healing happens over long span of time. So things that I have done to heal myself and that have worked for me is to live a more mindful lifestyle first of all with my eating disorder obviously whoever has experienced that which i mean almost every woman does at some point in her life or man because of how society has told us we're supposed to look um but i started becoming very mindful with the way that i would consume food I would close my eyes, I would take three deep breaths into my stomach, really feel into how am I feeling right now, like am I hungry, am I emotional, do I need to drink water, what does my body really need now? I started to change my mindset towards food to something I wouldn't eat when I was emotional or when I just wanted to suppress some pain. And I started to think of food as something that was fueling my body and making me healthy and nourished. So I would make all of my own food most of the time and I would really put so much love into the food that I was cooking and creating and just like 
talking to the food, being like, oh, I'm so grateful for this potato. And I know it sounds ridiculous to some people, but really slowing down and becoming mindful about the food that you're creating and expressing gratitude for the food. And there's so many people in the world that don't even have access to food. And just really also listening into your body you know, and as you eat the food, eating it very slowly and feeling how it's making your body feel. And this is one thing that helped me. I know that um, eating disorders are a process and this has to happen on a consistent basis. Like any other healing needs to happen. It's not overnight. It needs to be consistent. Something else that really helped, uh, something else that really helped me was journaling and journaling is an amazing way to put your thoughts into a tangible physical form so you can really look at the paper in front of you where you are writing your thoughts and then you can really see and understand how you are feeling in this moment so if you journal in the morning it's kind of like organizing your thoughts but also just seeing how you're feeling if it's hard for you to write that day and you notice that your thoughts are a bit jumbled or you know you had some kind of stagnant energy in your sleep or you're just holding on to something then you can kind of plan your day ahead in order to tend to yourself practice some self-care maybe do some movement with your body do some meditation some forgiveness practices anything that um can provide you with that comfort that you need that day and really lead you into having a fulfilling day um, as you notice what you need that day not every day has to be the same for me i'm very emotional so my mood changes a lot so journaling is something that's really really helped me and also just to get my thoughts on paper to organize my mind because a lot of the time when we have anxiety or when we have depression it's these neural pathways that have been created within our brain. And we're really used to getting triggered, okay? Because we've gotten triggered since we've been very young. So the triggers that we've experienced at a very, very young age, if we feel the same feeling that that trigger made us feel when we were three years old, when our dad told us we couldn't do this, or you know, we weren't good enough, or whatever happened to us, when we relive that feeling within our physical body, because we actually trap that trauma within our physical body, that neural pathway goes down the same path that it did when you were three and leads to the outcome that helped you to suppress that. So what was that thing that you do when you feel that feeling? Is it overeating? Is it um, using substance is a suppressing something within yourself so a big part of healing is changing the neural pathways within your brain to you know what i'm not going to do that i'm going to do something different i'm going to meditate i'm going to do a forgiveness practice and forgive my dad for doing that i'm not going to attach to this feeling anymore I'm just going to feel it, accept it, and release it. And this is you gaining back your power and not giving your power to the situation. Yeah, that's beautiful. Yeah, I want to dive a little bit deeper with both subjects, uh, food and also changing those neural pathways. 
I think with food is such an obvious thing, you know, we all need it in a daily basic. Uh, but there are so many, like, even if someone don't have like a severe um, uh, food uh, eating disorders, but like we are not really taught, you know, how to have this relationship with food, the healthy relationship and like really listen to our bodies. And I also had my my own uh, story with the food. Um, my parents weren't really like paying attention to the food. And I was also chasing this perfect, you know, body shape. So I started to learn about nutrition. And then I was like super obsessed with like, you know, counting the calories, meal prep and everything. I wanted to be as this, you know, fitness trainers and everything. And it, it didn't help me make me even more stressed, you know, like like being all the time, like looking the meals and like thinking, like, can I eat one more piece of potato or not? Is it like fit to my macros or, or not this kind of stuff? And that's not also a healthy thing just because like I was, you know, I had more knowledge about how to eat and like not gaining weight and and have some, I don't know, like. Um, heart problems or whatever thing but I still wasn't like eating healthy and I also had to learn uh, this healthy relationship with the food and realize that like being in tune in the body is like more important than that actually you know the theory about the food because the body will tell you and uh, you said you are vegan like fully vegan yes okay can you tell more about this like for people who are thinking like i cannot live without meat or um <laughs> like uh like what would you recommend uh to try you know like i'm not saying that we want to convince anyone but like just try a little bit like different way of eating for a day for you know just for a, even a meal you know <laughs> Yes, so yes, it's so important to incorporate more whole foods into your diet, first of all. And being conscious about what you eat really is really knowing what you're eating. And a lot of processed foods, a lot of meats, a lot of dairy, I mean, all dairy and meat mostly, if you're just buying it from the grocery store, you don't really know where it's coming from. Even if it's labeled as one thing, as grass-fed or as, you know, from this farm, the meat industry and the, the egg um, and the milk industry, it, it's a very sleazy business and it's all about money. And um, there's a lot of horrible things that are put into these animals for them to grow as big as, you know, they can get them so they can make the most money. Um, so it's super important to just know where food's coming from and also to listen to your body when you eat this food and how your body's really feeling. Um, so if you're trying to switch to a vegan lifestyle, it's, it's really not as hard as a lot of people think it is. I recommend just doing it step by step, doing it slowly, slowly and not just being like, okay, now I'm going to be vegan tomorrow and this is the rest of my life and I'm committing to this and that's it and I'm not really going to plan, I'm just going to do it because everyone says it's going to be good for me. It's like, no, that's a horrible approach to being vegan. Vegan is a lifestyle. Vegan is, you know, not eating um, meat, dairy, and eggs is something that you need to transition too because if you've eaten meat, dairy, and eggs your entire life, 
your body is depending on whatever you're getting from that on a daily basis so if you just stop eating it your body is going to go into shock and a lot of things will happen like you know a lot of people say that they feel really exhausted all the time they're really hungry they feel really foggy a lot of people also become anemic because they're reliant on the protein quote unquote or the um yeah that they're getting from the meat but your body doesn't need meat your body doesn't need milk your body doesn't need eggs milk comes from a cow so you don't need to drink milk from a cow um you're not a baby cow it's pretty obvious but um there's a lot of milk alternatives nowadays like nut milks which are so good for you um you can also make your own nut milk <laughs> it's super delicious it's way better than cow milk um it's way better for you as well as coconut milk you know you can also make oat milk these alternatives are delicious and a lot of people are lactose intolerant because as humans we're not supposed to consume another animal's breast milk it's just not natural so there's no net, uh, need for us to do that <laughs> Um, and then as for meat, you know, there's a lot of alternatives to eating. So essentially people are worried about getting protein. That's the main thing. And you can get protein from so, so, so many things. Beans are a huge thing that provide you with more protein than meat. Actually, you can get so you can get 20 grams of protein from, I think it's half a cup of quinoa. So if you can get 20 grams of protein from half a cup of quinoa, that's more than you would get in a slice of chicken. Like you don't need to eat meat to get protein. But when you are transitioning to a vegan lifestyle, it's really important to start cooking your own food and being more conscious of the food that you're eating. Because this really takes a toll on your body when you're going through this transition. So when you're in the first stages, like the first few months, you might be getting really bloated. You might be um, feeling tired or depleted. So it's really important to take some natural supplements like iron, B12, B vitamins, vitamins and minerals. Minerals are a huge thing as well. Omega-3s from spirulina. Really just start to learn about natural ways to nourish your body that comes from the earth, comes from um, plants, you know, and not from other living beings. So it's, it's really not that hard. And vegan food is so, so delicious. Um, I'm very proud to be vegan, but I never like to push this lifestyle on anyone else because I understand everyone's on their own journey. But... There's a lot of reasons to be vegan, and especially for the climate crisis of our Earth right now, um, that's probably one of the main reasons that a lot of people should start to adopt a vegan lifestyle in the ways that they can, and the ways that they can, um, you know, just in their individual life. It doesn't mean that you have to be fully vegan but just adopting more of a plant-based lifestyle where you're not just consuming everything that media and you know the billboards are telling you to consume that is essentially just like instant gratification like it's easy to go to McDonald's and get a burger for $2 it's easy to go to KFC and get a bucket of chicken and unfortunately 
the media kind of presents it in that way, especially for lower income people in lower income areas. And um, it's essentially a manipulation technique that they use. So also being conscious about the conditionings of that when you see commercials, when you see advertisements for the food, really think about where it's coming from. And if you want that in your body, or if you want some nice fresh vegetables that were organically grown and some delicious meat alternatives within your body. So just being conscious and really listening to your body and what it truly wants and not just what your mind wants. Yes, absolutely. That's beautiful. And we are what we eat. So um, we can, we, the, the food is energy. This, and also what I've been listening to with other like health, like doctors and coaches also, they say the food is information and the information that you are putting into your body on how it should react to the environment. So if you are putting things organic, body is more conditioned to be healthy because of the the quality of the food and if you are putting processed things that you don't even understand what the label says that you are conditioning your body also to react a different way on to this food and I don't even call it food it's just breaking my heart sometimes when I am in the shop what's on the shelves over there and that people are buying this and eating and but it, this is what it is, and uh, here we are together talking about this and trying to inspire others to be more yeah. mindful about that. <laughs> okay, uh, so coming back to uh, changing the behavior and disturbing the patterns, uh, neural pathways in our brain. Uh, you said about journaling, that it's a good uh, tool to do that. Uh, can you share something more, like what, what else uh, you can recommend when someone is noticing those triggers from the past and like how to disturb these patterns yes so a lot of us just kind of react through our emotions and react right away and this is something that we should be more mindful of so when we feel triggered we can really i mean it's hard but when you really just like feel into the trigger instead of reacting right away and just be like, okay, why am I feeling triggered right now? Where is this stemming from? And even meditating on it at a later time. Meditation is a huge, huge way that we can analyze how our mind is working. We can really see into why we are thinking certain ways, why we are feeling certain ways, why these things are coming up for us at this time. So meditation is us just sitting with ourselves. There's no right or wrong way to do meditation. We don't have to be in complete silence. We don't have to be crossing our legs in lotus pose and doing a mudra. We can just be lying down on our bed with our palms facing up, spine straight, and just breathing. And closing our eyes and just noticing the thoughts going through our head. When we do this in the morning or we do this before we go to bed or whatever time of day, even for 10 minutes, five minutes, it helps to declutter and dust out and organize our inner library. You can think of your mind as like a library of all the experiences you've ever had, 
all the triggers you've ever had all the conditionings you've ever that's ever been pushed on you you know all the relationships you have all the things that are you or that you identify as being you because actually none of those things are truly you you are your soul you are infinite you are you are so much more than your thoughts essentially and that's also what meditation teaches us so when we take the time to think of all these things not that we have to tie attachments tie expectation to any of the thoughts that we're thinking but just let your mind think and let your mind be still and let it think and let it be still and whatever comes up just analyzing it and seeing it for what it is and as the meditation goes on you know maybe three to five minutes into it you start to kind of sit behind your thoughts and realize that these thoughts are just going back and forth back and forth and these actually aren't me i'm actually separate from them and then once you see that and once you really start to understand that things start to kind of you start to gain clarity within your mind and after the 10 minutes of meditation when you open your eyes you feel more present in your body you feel more present in your mind you realize that everything that was bothering you before actually isn't bothering you anymore you can now show up in your life and show up in your relationships with a clear mind not projecting your insecurities your fears and your worries onto the people around you because you already know how you're feeling inside and you've already dealt with those feelings so now you can react from a place of love from a place of patience from an authentic space of who you really really are and really truly want to react so <laughs> when we really do this and when we practice the meditation this really helps to identify our triggers and our traumas because sometimes when we do these meditations things come up from certain experiences that we've had throughout our life and when it's a reoccurring thing that keeps coming up and this is really good to see a therapist because they can help you identify these things then you can really see like oh that is a story that i've made for myself that's just a story in my head and that story doesn't identify it's not in my reality it doesn't this story doesn't define who i really am so when you realize that the story in your head, it really doesn't define you in any way, shape, or form. It's just this experience that you maybe had when you were five years old. Then you can just start to send forgiveness to that experience and acceptance and free yourself from that and start moving forward and tapping more in and stepping into your higher self and to your more authentic self. So, yeah. Awesome. Can you tell, like, what do you find now as your mission uh, and purpose? And, like, yes, like, when you work with people, like, what do you do, actually? Do you work, um, like, mostly on um, finding those patterns that trigger us and, like, transforming them? Or what do you do? Yes. So... I do many things. I like to help people to 
build a better relationship with themselves through mindfulness practices. I am a yoga teacher, a meditation teacher, so through those practices, I like to help people cultivate mindfulness on a daily basis for themselves and also to really identify the thoughts going through their head. I'm also a Reiki practitioner and during Reiki sessions and during energy healing sessions, a lot of these things come up as well. So I help people heal from their past traumas, their past experiences, and I essentially hold space for people to heal themselves because that is the root of everything is you truly need to heal yourself. Like no one is really going to do it for you. And um, I also am a dancer and I like to incorporate sensual feminine movement into my yoga flows as well to help women embody their inner goddess, their inner feminine energy, and really feel more liberated within their bodies. Um, dance has really helped me on my journey to fall back in love with myself, but also my physical body, my soul, mind, and body. So these are some things i'm focusing on at this time and um, i'm very multifaceted i also do tropical astrology birth chart readings which is another beautiful way to really start to understand yourself based on astrology based on the stars the planets your time of birth and how this shapes your personality and essentially helps you to find your purpose in life. Yeah, and I want to add that you're also, in my opinion, a very good um, content creative uh, director. I'm following your profile and you're such an inspiration for me. I love everything that you're posting and um, how you post it, like you show people and that we have both sides, the darkness and light. I love this movie when you were talking about this, like sh not talking, like showing through, through the movie and through the, uh, through the words on the movie. And th this is always something that I need to, you know, hear each day. Like when I'm opening uh, my Instagram, I'm checking out your feed and what did you post it? Because like you are sharing all this things that just make me feel better and help me to accept myself so i'm 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 really recommend everybody also to follow you can you tell uh, what is your instagram profile and do you have a website where can people find you yes thank you so much for those lovely <laughs> words it honestly means so much and i feel like online platforms are a great way to just raise people's vibration because they're going to be going on it anyways so why not share some uplifting content with everyone to be able to see um to make their day a little lighter a little more um mindful and just better <laughs> um so my instagram is gia underscore goddess and i also have a website which is giagoddess.com and you can book me for online reiki and online birth chart readings through my website and um, me and my partner also host events here in Tulum and we also live in Toronto Canada so we're going to be going back there very soon but we're pretty sure we're going to be moving to Tulum at the end of the year so we're super excited for that new journey to embark on this new journey and yes it's going to be so great so thank you so much 
Yes, awesome. And you're really empowering me uh, also like with the dancing. Uh, you are posting the pole dance movies and in I am a pole dance instructor also. And it was always kind of like something that I was, I wouldn't say ashamed, but I, I wasn't like, I didn't want to share that uh, officially the pole dance, like kind of my my part of my my. Uh, training sessions because I was like as associated this with being immature or silly or not being a serious you know uh, health coach when I'm doing the pole dancing and like f since I met you and I'm following you I realized that I just need to be me and and this is something that I love I this is this is my story that I have about this, as we we're talking about. This is everything that I just said is just my, you know, thoughts, my limiting beliefs and my story that I need to take control over. And if I'm going to say to myself that this is silly and not serious, it's going to be like that. And if I'm going to say to myself that this is also empowering tool to be more connected in the body and in, in my with my feminine nature this is also the vibration that's going to go through the movies that i'm posting so yeah see your work is working on me for sure so i can say that and i want to ask a couple of more questions uh first of all if you could um recommend to people to start doing something from today small thing that would change their life or shift their mood, elevate their day living, what would it be? So some things I would recommend you to just start doing on a daily basis is meditation, for sure. Just take five to ten minutes to meditate every single day. And this could be in nature, it could be in your room, it could be on the bus, it could be at work. And as you're meditating, just start to breathe intentionally into your body, inhaling through the nose for a count of four, holding the breath for a count of four, and just exhaling through the mouth for a count of six. And just do this three to five times. And this will honestly make you feel so relaxed, calm down your nervous system, and really help you to make better decisions throughout your day. So I recommend to do the breathing while you're meditating, but also if you need to make an important decision, or you feel very stressed at work, or you feel like really stressed about your partner and you need to tell them something or someone something that is a little bit uncomfortable for you go to the washroom even and just breathe i'm serious close your eyes and breathe and feel into your body and then return to the situation and this will help you to not react from a place of worry and fear and just react um through an intentional space where you can really um, speak with compassion and speak with more authenticity to what you truly and really want so I really recommend to just take five deep breaths like this whenever you're feeling stressed out and this will really help to calm you if you have any anxiety awesome thank you um, who are your mentors or is there any movie or book that changed your life or like make a great impact on you 
Hmm. Um, the Woman That Runs With Wolves, <laughs> as most women know this book, really, really changed my life and helped me tap back into my feminine energy. One of the first books I ever read was The, the Four Agreements. I'm not familiar the with Four this. Agreements. Mm-hmm. And then another book was The Untethered Soul. So it's called The Untethered Soul, and this book is beautiful, and it really talks about our mind and how we can take back control of our mind through just being conscious throughout our lives. Um, I love listening to different YouTube videos, different podcasts of just different people that I find inspiring as well. Um, And this really helps me on my journey when I'm just feeling down or I need like a pick-me-up so yeah those are some books that i would recommend everyone to read and yeah awesome um so just ramping up uh all this conversation do you want to share some some uh, final thought (laughs) um i'm just so grateful and i just feel like you know healing is a journey so healing is not overnight which i've said many times in this podcast and also really creating a routine for yourself so it's really important to even write in in your calendar okay from you know 9 a.m to 9 30 i'm meditating from you know 3 p.m to 4 p.m i'm doing yoga whether that is just doing a few poses on your mats or doing a full practice dedicate that time to yourself Also, dedicate time within your schedule and your calendar for self-care, for massaging yourself, connecting to your sensuality, maybe book a massage, um, to read a book and connect to a really good book that you want to read instead of being on your phone. Um, And also just to maybe go out in nature and take a walk and connect to the nature around you without your phone, without any distractions and just really connect to the nature around you. So instead of saying, oh, I don't have time for this, I don't have time for mindfulness, I don't have time to really connect to myself, make the time, make it a priority. And when it comes to the food, make time for yourself to make food for yourself. I know not every day you can do that if you live a busy lifestyle, but right now a lot of us are at home anyways, so it's a great time to adopt um, a better relationship with food and also putting more love into the food that you're creating. So if you do have um, a lifestyle where it's very fast paced, you can even meal prep and you'll have food throughout the week then. So even if it's just meal prep for dinner, a healthy vegan meal so you know at dinner time you're going to eat this healthy vegan meal and you can change it every day even like add a little different um, flavor every day um, so those are some tips that i have and if anyone would like to connect with me you can always dm me ask me any questions or you can email me and i'm happy to answer any of your questions yeah thank you so much i fully agree with everything that you said and uh, i'm also saying similar things in my solo episode that's why i I love to invite other people as a guest so they can also share similar tips and my listener can see that not only me talking the same thing about meditation journaling you know and making time for your routine but like this is this is how it works like you need to 
pay attention and, and schedule sometimes things to make a change. So thank you so much for sharing your story. And I'm very grateful that you in, uh, accept the invitation for the podcast. And thank you so much. <laughs> thank you so much. <laughs> It was fun. <laughs> yes. All right. So.